Heavenly Father, we want to thank You tonight for Your grace. We thank You for this dispensation that, that we live in. We thank You for this book of Romans that that explains it to us and and the things that uh, that have come before and the things that will follow after and for Your Word, Father, as a whole that uh, enlightens us and encourages, admonishes us, that builds us up and strengthens and empowers us. And Father, we uh, we pray that we would all be built up together tonight by your teaching from your word. In the name of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 11. I'm going to come over here and get a, get a nice view of you all. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Now I, now I can see everybody. Hi. Romans chapter 11. Uh, we got down in through around verse 8 or so last time. There you go. Let's pick it up with verse 5. Romans chapter 11, verse 5. Even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear, unto this day. Now, um, We've been looking at this passage of Scripture. Now Paul is talking in this portion of the book of Romans uh, about the fall in particular of the nation of Israel and the details surrounding it. And he's made the argument already that uh, God offered them every opportunity to, uh, to know what to look for when the Messiah would come, to recognize Jesus when He did come, and to uh, to receive Him, and they didn't do that. And as a uh, as a result, Paul says that Israel, verse seven, what then Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded, and that which Israel was seeking for and didn't obtain, of course, is righteousness. He uh, tells us that back in chapter 10, verse 3, For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. So the nation of Israel does not... um, live up to their end of the uh, of the covenant of being obedient to God and when uh, his messiah shows up the nation uh, uh, rejects him finally and Paul quotes the psalm here in verse 8 according as it is written God hath given them the spirit of slumber eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear unto this day and we uh, we talked a little bit about that uh, unto this day. You see that that term often when it talks about uh, not having eyes to see, not having ears to hear, uh, after so long a time. And um, God expects that that a, a, a babe is not going to understand a lot of things, but there comes a time. Uh, when he expects spiritual maturity from his people. Also, that phrase there, 
still by way of review, unto this day is a, uh, is a dispensational marker for us. The nation of Israel, what Paul is talking about here is the state of the nation of Israel today in this dispensation of the grace of God. Their state is one of blindness. It is uh, willful blindness, and it is a blindness that the passage here says that God uh, gave to them. And we looked at Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4 last week and saw that it, the God of this world blinds the minds of them that believe not, and God allowed that to, uh, to happen with the nation of Israel, and they were uh, they willingly went along with the power of darkness. When they took Jesus to crucify him, he said to those Israelites, to that nation, this is your hour and the power of darkness. And they formed a league uh, just as that same generation will in the, in the future when they make an agreement with the Antichrist. Um, what Isaiah calls an agreement with death and uh, uh, a covenant with hell. And they, they did that uh, back then. So they are blinded. The nation of Israel is blinded. Why doesn't Israel believe in Jesus today? Because they're blinded. They can't see their Messiah. Um, he says, verse 9 now, moving forward. And David said, Let their table be made a snare, and a trap, and a stumbling block, and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened, that they may not see, and bow down their back alway. So uh, again, he quotes a, a, a psalm here, and he says, Let their table be made a snare, and a trap, and a stumbling block, and a recompense. And what Paul's talking about there, the uh, table, if you remember, come back with me to uh, Matthew chapter 15. If you, uh, if you look back in the psalm there that, that Paul is quoting, it explains to you, David says, Let their table be made a snare, and that which should have been to their benefit... Let it become a trap to them. And that's, and that's what he means when he says, let their table be made a snare. The Lord uh, provided a table uh, for, the, for the nation of Israel. What do you use a table for? You use a table to, to put food on. And the idea there is it's, it's Israel's table of blessing. It's Israel's provision from God. Paul says, what ad, uh, advantage is there to being a Jew? What profit is there of circumcision? You remember back in Romans chapter 3. Much every way, because chiefly unto them were committed the oracles of God. So they, they had a table set out before them. God chose them as, uh, as, as His people and gave to them, uh, again in chapter 9, Paul says, I could wish that I was accursed from God for Israel's sake, because to them belongs the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the fathers and of whom of the flesh Jesus the Christ came all of those blessings that the nation of Israel had actually became a stumbling block and a trap and a snare the table uh, we see here in Matthew chapter 15 um, verse 21 then Jesus went thence and departed into the coasts of Tyre and Sidon and behold a woman of Canaan this is a Gentile not a Jew 
came out of the same coast, and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him. So she comes begging for his help, and he ignores the woman. The disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. What they're saying is, just do what she's asking and and get rid of her, because she's being an annoyance. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I'm not not sent to, to, to minister to this Gentile woman. And then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. I can't take the children's bread. That's Israel's table. Uh, Their blessings. What did the Lord? The Lord told them back in the Sermon on the Mount. Don't take that which is holy and cast it to the dogs. Cast not your pearls before swine. What he's saying is, don't go giving uh, your spiritual blessings to the Gentiles. Why? Because it wasn't time yet. It wasn't time yet. He said, it's not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. He's calling the woman a dog. And she said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat from the crumbs which fall from their master's table. See, she, this Gentile woman is acknowledging Israel's position of blessing and of preference before God. And she calls it her master's table. The, uh, the, 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 the place of, of God's provision for that nation of Israel. And she says, you're right, it's not meat for, for, for me to, uh, to impose myself to jump up on the table and start eating the kid's dinner like a, a, a bad dog. But she says even the dogs get the crumbs that fall. And Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. So, the, so this, what this Gentile woman is doing is she is she's acting in absolute faith here. She knows the program. She knows what God is doing. She knows that the blessing of God. Come over to uh, come over to John chapter four. A couple of books over to your right to the Gospel of John in chapter four. She knows that that if she's going to be blessed, that it's going to be an overflow of Israel's blessing. So uh, uh, of 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 Israel's provision that 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 table that God prepared when um when they were in the wilderness they, uh the psalmist says they 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 cried out to God and provoked him and said can God furnish a table in the wilderness? You brought us out here out of Egypt. We had food to eat, uh, water to drink. You brought us out here into this wilderness to kill us and our children. Can God furnish a table for, for all these people in the wilderness? And what did God do? He furnished a table. He gave them manna from heaven to eat. He brought in quails that were, it says, two cubits high for a day's journey in every direction. They were hip deep in quails for as far as you could walk for an entire day around the entire camp to answer their their question can God furnish a table in the wilderness God furnished Israel a table he gave the uh, John chapter 4 John chapter 4 
Um, Jesus is talking to a Samaritan woman here. Again, uh, not a, uh, a Jewish person. People refer, refer to them as uh, as half half breeds. But um, you, you see in verse nine, then the same woman saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings uh, with the Samaritans. Um, what I want to show you is verse 22. Jesus says to her, Ye worship, you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. And that's what that Canaanite woman uh, was acknowledging. That her salvation, her blessing, the, the, the grace and the favor that she was asking for, belonged to Israel. And if it was going to come to her, it was going to come to her as an overflow from Israel's blessing, from Israel's table. And she, by faith, took her place as the dog, uh, taking the crumbs as they fell from the master's table. And Jesus honored that faith. So, when David says, let their table become a snare, and a stumbling block, and a, and a trap, and a recompense unto them. What he's saying is that Israel's privileges, all those things that Paul mentions, the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, uh, the, the, the promises, the, theirs were the fathers, and, and, and all of that, and even uh, that from them Christ came. All of those things became a snare to them. What did they do? Were they grateful that they were the privileged, the blessed, the called out nation? No. They got prideful. They got puffed up. Were they, uh, uh, were they humble in their handling of the Word of God that came to them? Paul says, what advantage is there of being a Jew? What profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, chiefly because unto them were committed the oracles of God. But what did they do with those oracles? They didn't read them in, in humility. They, they read them and they came up with their own understandings and their own interpretations and so that when the, when the prophecies started being fulfilled right in front of their eyes, they didn't see it, they wouldn't see it. So all those things that were for their benefit, all those things that were, uh, that were supposed to be a blessing to them, actually became their downfall because they didn't uh, receive those gifts in the, in the spirit that, uh, that those gifts ought to be received. And I'll tell you what, Paul tells you and me more than once, especially in this dispensation of grace, he says, you don't have anything that you didn't receive. And if you received it, why do you act as if you didn't receive it? Everything you've got is a gift. And we need to take that uh, humbly and thankfully. And you know something else that Israel uh, was to be and wasn't was a blessing to the rest of the, those Gentile nations. They were supposed to overflow so that the rest of the world could be blessed. What did God tell Abraham? In thee and in thy seed shall all nations be blessed. 
But rather than seeing themselves as the channel of blessing, they saw themselves as the recipients of blessing and told everyone else, stand by thyself for I am holier than thou. And that was their, uh, became their downfall. Their blessings became their downfall. Their table was made a snare unto them, back in Romans 11. David saith, verse 9, let their table be made a snare and a trap. You know, David says, 23rd Psalm there, the Lord uh, prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. There again, same idea. Just overflowing with blessings on me. David had the right heart toward those things. The nation as a whole didn't. You and I need to have the right heart toward all the blessings that we have. And we need to understand that today we are the channel of blessing. Not just the recipients, but the overflow should spill out to to the world out there, to our neighbors and the people that we know. David said, Let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their back always. You know what you bow down your back under? You bow, you bow your back under a burden. Jesus told those Pharisees, He says, you, you, you're, you're putting burdens on these people that are too heavy to bear. And you won't move one of your fingers to uh, to lift one of those burdens, but you you you, uh, you you heap them on these people. Jesus, he he came to that nation and he said, "Come unto me, all ye." Matthew chapter eleven. Let, let him tell you. Matthew chapter eleven. See that law that they got, the oracles of God that were supposed to be a blessing to them, they made a, 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 a curse. They made a curse out of it. And they created heavy burdens that were, that were uh, uh, burdensome. Nothing worse than a burdensome burden. <laughs> Too heavy to be born. Matthew chapter 11, Jesus tells them, verse 28, Come unto Me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, you guys who are bowing down your backs, and I will give you rest. Take My yoke upon you. Learn of Me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For My yoke is easy, and My burden is light. Now that yoke that he's talking about there is the is the bond of the covenant. John in 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 First John in his first epistle he says the commandments of, of of God are not grievous to be born. It's a joy to uh, to to walk in obedience to God when you do it out of a heart of faith and of love. When you do it out of a, 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 a under a spirit of, of legalism and of judgmentalism and of, of religion and pride and self righteousness and all all of these things, it's a, it's it's a heavy burden to be borne. And God says, "Okay, that's what you want. Let let them uh, be blinded and let them bow down their back always." You guys, you you wanna uh, you wanna bear that that ridiculous burden. 
then then that's going to be your curse. Back in Romans 11. So, all of those things that should have been for their benefit, you know, those quails, God gave them those quails out of anger. He was giving them manna from heaven to eat, and they, and they didn't like it. They said, all we've got is this manna from heaven to eat. So God says, you want, you want meat? I'll give you meat. I'll give you meat till it's coming out of your nose, literally. I'll give you meat until it's coming out of your nostrils. You'll eat it not today, not tomorrow, not for a week, not for two weeks. You're going to eat quail for a month until it's coming out of your eyeballs. And that's and that's what they see that that God will will furnish a table, but you need to take it if you, if 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 you don't take it in the in the spirit that uh, of of holiness. What did the Lord say? Come to me. I'm meek and lowly. Don't do this with pride and 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 with uh, uh, religious snobbery. Because all those things that God gave you for a blessing are going to turn into a curse. Romans 11, verse 12. Okay, I say that. Have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. But rather, through their fall, salvation is come unto the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. Now, if the fall of them, let's read on a few verses. If the fall of them be the riches of the world, and the diminishing of them the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh, and may save some of them. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? Now here again, Paul is... How did we start out this chapter? Verse 1, I say then, Hath God cast away His people? God forbid. And Paul's point in this chapter, in Romans chapter 11, is that God is not through with the nation of Israel. Now, well, again, as I pointed out to you when we were in verse 1, verse 15 says that they were cast away. Verse 1 says that they were not. Because the, the, uh, the casting away is not total and it's not permanent. And that's the difference between those two things. Is Israel cast away today? Yes, they are. That's their position. They're in blindness today. But are they cast away uh, entirely? No. What does Paul say? God forbid, for I'm a Hebrew. I'm an Israelite. I'm saved. I'm a, a child of God. Every Jew is not, uh, is not on the outs with God. So, it's, so they're cast away not entirely and not permanently. And that's what Paul's going to go on through the rest of this chapter to, uh, to talk about that. God is not done. He's not through with that nation. So back up to verse 11. I say that, have they stumbled that they should fall? Now the, uh, the stumbling, if you turn over just a few pages to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the nation of Israel stumbled. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul told us, uh, he quoted just a, uh, a few uh, a chapter back, a few weeks ago for us, uh, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone, 
and a rock of offense. And the nation of Israel stumbled over the Lord Jesus Christ, and in particular, his crucifixion. They stumbled at the cross. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22, For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. I told you the, the, the other time, uh, the, the primary reason that a Jew will not and does not believe in Jesus, that Jesus is the Messiah, is because the Messiah wasn't supposed to come and be crucified. But of course he was. And the, and the, and the, the Old Testament is, is rife with, with prophecies of the crucifixion. But they didn't want to see that. The Messiah was supposed to come and set up the kingdom. So when you tell, uh, when you talk about Christ crucified, it's a stumbling block to that nation. So they stumble at the cross. But have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation has come to the Gentiles. So here we are again, just like the casting away. Has God cast away His people? God forbid. But then, yes, he did cast them away. Here again, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. But rather, through their fall, well, so then they did fall. Well, did they fall or didn't they? Well, yes, they did fall. But did they? was the purpose of the stumbling so that God could, could, be, uh, could be done away with Israel? No. God forbid. The reason Israel stumbled was not so that they could fall. Is not, it's, that is, it's not so that they could be cast away in the, in the sense of verse 1. God is the, 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 what Paul is telling us here, and he's pointing us to the cross because that's the, place of, the point of stumbling. And this is the point of stumbling uh, for Christians. And we've said this several times already because that's Paul's point in this whole passage of Scripture. But Christians down through the centuries have looked back to the cross and they look at the Jews and they say the Jews did that. And, and Israel killed Jesus, and 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 uh, and the Christian Church, in particular the uh, the amillennial Christian Church, who who believes that God is done with that nation, and Israel's cursed and cast off forever, has been uh, uh, horribly anti-Semitic and and anti-Israel. They killed Jesus. Paul's point here is they didn't stumble so that they should fall. That wasn't the reason for that. They're stumbling so that God could curse them forever. God forbid, but rather, why did they stumble and fall? Through their fall, salvation has come to the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. They didn't stumble that they should fall, but rather... Through their fall, salvation has come to the Gentiles to provoke them to jealousy. The, the indication and implication here is that Israel fell just like its blessings turned into a curse. Its curse turns into a blessing. And Israel fell so that God could, could set them aside temporarily, extend salvation to the Gentiles so that Israel could see it and be provoked to jealousy and what Paul says in the, in the next couple of verses, be provoked to emulation, to copy. Emulation means to, to copy. 
So God, what God wants from the nation of Israel is He wants to He wants them to see that His blessing, His table, His uh, salvation has moved, has been taken from them, and has gone to the Gentiles, and so that they will uh, will be stirred to to follow Him and to seek His salvation. So their blessing resulted in their fall so that their fall could result in their blessing. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. But rather, through their fall, salvation has come to the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. Now, come with me and... and we won't spend a lot of time on this. Come back to Isaiah chapter 60. But you've got to talk about this when you're in Romans chapter 11. Through the fall of the nation of Israel, salvation has come unto the Gentiles. Now, is that the way it was supposed to happen? No. Is that the way it was prophesied? No. How was the salvation supposed to be brought to the Gentiles? What did we just read in Matthew chapter 15? Israel gets blessed. Their table overflows. That's how the Gentiles get it. It's not through Israel's fall that, that the Gentiles get, get blessed. It's through their rise. It's through their blessing prophetically that the nations get blessed. But that's not how it happened. Isaiah chapter 60, speaking to that nation. Arise, shine, for thy light is come. This is a kingdom uh, coming of Christ passage. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee. Now that's not how it is today, is it? Where's the gross darkness today? It's on Israel. But one day, their light is going to come. And their darkness is going to be over. And the darkness is going to be out there. Over and over again, the Lord says the, the alternative to going into that kingdom is being cast into outer darkness. The glory of the Lord shall be seen upon thee, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. It's Israel's rise that, that is the salvation and the blessing of the Gentiles. What did Jesus tell that, that Samaritan woman? He says, you're, essentially, he told her, you're, you're in darkness. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. And that's how it was supposed to be. And that's how it's prophesied to be. So when Paul says that through their fall, salvation is come unto the Gentiles, that is the complete opposite of what prophecy said would come. What Paul is talking about here is the, the state of the nation of Israel, the state of the Gentiles, the state of the world in light of the mystery. Not prophecy, but uh, um, separate from prophecy. The prophetic plan that was to be and will one day be carried out 
is that Israel, through their rise, through their being made the head of the nations, through that table of blessing, through God's uh, favor toward them, that the, the salvation and the blessing of God overflows through that nation of Israel, and all the Gentiles come to it to receive blessing and salvation, as they are full, the, the their fullness pours out onto the rest of the world. And then the Abrahamic covenant is fulfilled, I will make thee a blessing to all the nations of the earth, through thee and thy seed. So that's the prophetic plan. What Paul is talking about here is the mystery, back in Romans chapter 11. So, again, we're talking about the state of things today. You and I are not in prophecy today. We are in the dispensation of the mystery. And those are uh, are two very different, separate and distinct uh, dispensations uh, and, and programs of God. We need to understand that. When you go back into those, uh, into those prophetic books, those things are not prophesying events that are, that are happening today. Romans chapter 11 again. Uh, I say then, have they stumbled, verse 11, that they should fall, God forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation is come to the Gentiles. So that is very different than the prophetic program. But Paul's point here, and we, you know, we make a lot as dispensationalists, as we should, we make a lot of that fact that what's happening today is not prophecy and it's different from prophecy. But Paul's point is not to, to, to make a distinction here between the prophecy and the mystery. Paul's point is that the reason that they fell so that salvation could come to the Gentiles was to provoke them to jealousy. And again, Paul is making the point that God is not through with that nation. He's still got them in mind. Even in the the way that he worked out the Gentile salvation in this dispensation. Now, verse 12, if the fall of them be the riches of the world, and it is, you and I sit here tonight, uh, members of the body of Christ, with all the, the blessings and the grace that we have because Israel fell. So the, the uh, fall of them is the riches of the world, and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. Paul, Paul, what Paul is saying here is that when Israel does, when, when Isaiah 60 is fulfilled and comes to fruition, then the Gentiles are going to come to her light and kings to the brightness of her rising, and the world is going to be blessed. And, and Paul is not saying here that you and I would have been better off had Israel not fallen, because the blessings that we have as members of the body of Christ are, uh, are, are, are something to behold. I mean, and, and, and in comparison to that glory of that kingdom, we, you and I, are, are exalted far above all heavens. So we have a unique and, and blessed position under grace. But Paul's point here is that the war, he's talking about the world. Remember what we said when we came into this passage of Scripture. Paul is talking in, in general terms 
about Jews and Gentiles and believers, whether they be Jew or Gentile. Sometimes he talks about believers in a very generic sense that could be members of the body of Christ, could be kingdom saints. Uh, sometimes he talks about Israel in a very generic sense. Sometimes he's talking about a remnant. Sometimes he's talking about the whole nation. He talks in... In, in, in generalities, dispensational generalities in this passage. And, and what he's saying here is the world is blessed by the fall of Israel in that we have an opportunity now for salvation through Jesus Christ, not through the Jew, but through personal faith in, in, in the shed blood of Christ. But... In the kingdom, it's not, it's, it's not just going to be an opportunity. The whole world is going to be blessed. The whole world. Not just uh, some those who respond to the gospel. Unbelievers, and there will be unbelievers in the kingdom, are still going to enjoy a, a world that's run by the Lord Jesus Christ sitting on a throne in, in Jerusalem. And all of the wonderful things that are going to come along with that, the whole world is going to be is going to be uh, is going to be rich, is going to have that wealth of spiritual blessing. <coughs> Excuse me. So he says, if the fall of them be the riches of the world, and the diminishing of them the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? The world is going to be in much better shape when Israel. Uh, rises. For I speak to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. Here again, one of our favorite verses, as well it should be. If you don't know where Romans 11.13 is, know it, get it, memorize it, remember the address. Who's the apostle of the Gentiles? Paul. Paul is the apostle of the Gentiles. Come with me to... Uh, over to the right a couple of books to Galatians. Now again, this is one of those things. You've got to stop and look at this when you're in Romans chapter 11 because there, the, those, the, these statements are not there by accident. And, and I don't mean to imply that they are, but I'm going, to, I'm going to point out to you again that what we're looking at, these kind of asides that we're taking here, are not Paul's main point. They're not his main thrust. Uh, Galatians and uh, chapter 2 well get a verse in chapter 1 Galatians chapter 1 verse 15 he's he's talking in verse 13 and 14 how he profited in the Jews religion and so forth but when it pleased God verse 15 to separate me from my mother's womb and call me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen I immediately conferred not with flesh and blood. So what did God call Paul to do? To preach Jesus Christ among the heathen. That's us. Hi, I'm a heathen. I'm an ex-heathen. Chapter 2, verse 7, But contrarywise, when they, Peter, James, and John, saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision, that's the Gentiles, was committed unto me, Paul, as the gospel of the circumcision, the Jews, was to Peter. For he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. 
And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship that we should go unto the heathen and they unto the circumcision. So Paul is the apostle of the Gentiles. Called to be that by God, in the first verse we read, and agreed to be that by the apostles of the Jews. So Peter, James, and John in that verse there in in Galatians chapter 2 make an agreement with Paul that they're going to minister to the circumcision and he's going to minister to the uncircumcision. So when you go into 1 Peter and 2 Peter and 1 John and 2 John and 3 John. Who are those people? Who are those guys ministering to? Israel. Israel. The circumcision. Like they agreed. Don't make them liars. Don't make them cheats. Don't make them truce breakers. Don't make them, uh, uh, you know, those guys, they, they kept their agreement. They they told Paul, look, we're going to confine our ministry to Israel and you go out and, and, and go, Paul says, I wouldn't go where someone had been before me lest I should build on another man's foundation. I came out here where God sent me to the Gentiles. So if you, as a, uh, as a member of this Gentile dispensation, the dispensation of the grace of God, you want to look for uh, the writings and the teachings and the doctrine of your apostle, where do we go? To Paul. Because Paul is the apostle of the Gentiles. Twelve apostles for the twelve tribes of Israel, one apostles, one apostles for, for the body of Christ. Right? Because we are one new man, not twelve tribes. Uh, Romans 11. So, So he says, For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. And you and I, we magnify the office of the apostle Paul, and you want to know that you are scriptural and you are right to do that. That's what Paul did. But why? Paul says, I'm the apostle of the Gentiles. I magnify my office. That is, I'm, I, I'm pressing my Gentile ministry. I'm making a big deal about it. I'm not, I'm not being quiet about it. This thing has been is known and heard throughout the whole world. Why? Why am I, why am I pressing not, not the gospel that he preaches? We know why he, he pressed that. But he says, I magnify my office if... By any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh and might save some of them. Why does Paul magnify his office? For Israel's sake. Because he, uh, we just saw the passage. We didn't go back and read it in Galatians chapter 1. He was, he was the, the, the Hebrew of the Hebrews. Profited in the Jews' religion above many his equals. Who better to say, look, guys, God's doing something else now. Look what He's done for me. Look what I'm doing. Look what He's commissioned me to do out. Come along. I was one of you. I was one of you more than you were one of you. I was more zealous than any of you. But God's doing something else now. So who better than Paul 
to, to, to minister to those to who he, he says them that are my flesh the nation of Israel his kinsmen so he says I'm doing this to provoke them to emulation to copy to come along so now here again we have a, a, a reversal whereas under the prophetic program it was for the Gentile to come along and, and copy the Jew you want, it, you want salvation? You come in, you convert to Judaism. You get circumcised. You become a proselyte. You be like the Jews. Now, Paul's out here among the Gentiles pressing his Gentile ministry to provoke them to emulate the Gentiles. Now, the Jews, if they want to get saved, need to become like the Gentiles. And the whole thing has been reversed and flipped over. That's the difference between prophecy and the mystery. So Paul says, that's why I'm doing this. I want to see Israel saved. I've already told you that I could wish that I was accursed from Christ for, for their sake. For if the casting away of them, verse 15, be the reconciling of the world, and it is, 1 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 there, Paul tells us, we won't go there, we don't have the time, that uh, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto Himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. He made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. So the whole world is reconciled to God right now from God's point of view. All they need to do is, is respond, get on board. God's their friend. Now it's up to them if they want to be His. The casting away of them was the reconciling of the world. What shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? For Israel and the, the dead Gentile world out there. Again, Israel's salvation is, um, is something that, uh, that, that, that Paul longed for. And we ought to long for that day when the Lord Jesus Christ is going to rule on this earth and, 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 and drive wickedness from this world and eventually pain and misery and death and every tear. That's going to be a glorious day. If the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be? But resurrection life from the dead I gotta quit but uh, you know the valley of dry bones right them bones them bones them dry bones toe bone connected to the foot bone that's uh, that's it thank you valley of dry bones out there and God just blows his, his wind over the thing and those bones all rattle and come together and then the flesh and the sinew come upon them and they stand up on their feet and he breathes life into them and that nation is born it's life from the dead it's resurrection that's what the receiving of Israel is going to be we'll stop there